everybody. Welcome to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk, and we're here with Logan Ketterling. Hello. Pastor, preacher, Ooh. Logan Ketterling. Um, what a great message this weekend. Thank you. And talking about godly character, how to be a friend of God. And uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But we are past Thanksgiving, fully into the Christmas swing of things. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot that we do as a church in regards to ministering to the church, reaching new people. And there's a bunch that we can kind of uh, update you on as a listener of what God's doing in our church and make sure that it's all on your calendar and that you're ready to participate um, as you're available. And, and just exciting. This weekend, we've got the Christmas Spectacular. And if you got tickets, I want you to know that you're lucky because we sold out. Whew. And uh, you you registered just in time. And we've got three shows this year rather than two. And we sold out every seat in the auditorium. It's, like, it's kind of anticlimactic. It's like, hey, FYI, we have the Christmas Spectacular, but it's sold out. But you can't come. If you don't have tickets, <laughs> you can't come. Uh, no, it's going to be awesome. And we've already heard testimonies. We, of we many- do have people, though. That that some like day have of extra tickets will sometimes drop out and will comment on like River Valley posts or something. So just if you really do want to come, sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah. Or if just on Sunday you try to sneak into the last show, <laughs> Kirk said uh, you could. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but it it really is going to be an incredible. It's kind of the one thing that we do that is kind of like a show, if you will. Like it's yeah. like, like a show. It's and it's it's all of our artists and creatives that are bringing their gift to the best of their ability to glorify God. It's it's not a show. We it's talked about worship. we talked about pride this weekend, and then we do our only show. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but but what's cool? The reason that it is kind of designed as a show is it's it's a showcase right. of our creatives being able to use their gifts and also ministering to the church. And it's one of the events that we do that's most approachable for people that don't attend church. Oh, right. Christmas spectacular. There's music, carols. Oh yeah. Uh fun. There's there's treats. I'm in tons, for treats, man. Tons of people are bringing their friends and, and you know even on that like it's not a question that someone necessarily asked, but I'm, I'm sure people have wondered this before with like show like showmanship. Like can I be a Christian even coming off this weekend's message, right? But can I sh- like show off my gift and yeah. it's maybe not the right word. But I think that you can, like God gave us gifts and talents and there are ways you can do it in an amazing, beautiful way. I mean, God is an artistic yeah. God. He's a creating God. He, I mean, you see music throughout scripture that it's a, it's really a theme throughout yeah, yeah. scripture, like the, the arts and all of that. And I think sometimes people who are not artistic or creative struggle with that feeling like it's a waste. Like, why don't we just build a functional building that doesn't actually, it doesn't need to look pretty. It's just, it's functional. Well, there's something about, God that actually is not only functional. He's yeah, yeah. also creative and beautiful. So I think that that tension is something that we always talk about in the church, but I think that for anyone who's feeling uncomfortable about it, we can bring glory to God in the same way as us doing a great job in our career, and we can do it in our art, in our creativity, and all of that. Oh, yeah. You you do hear that feedback every once in a while, like, why, why is it such a production? You know, why is it such a... This is such a show, you know. You need an electric guitar, are you kidding me? Uh, This is entertainment, you know, Uh, which I think it can be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can swing the pendulum that far, and it's not God-honoring. But think about Solomon's temple. Like, when you read about what that temple was uh, or what it was like and the luxuriousness of that temple and the grandeur and the awe that was Solomon's temple, I mean, it is overkill. It is, yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. And it was pleasing to the Lord and it was 
led by the Lord. I mean, it was the design was given by God to glorify the Lord. And when you think about church history, the cathedrals that were built, mm-hmm. um, and what's the one in Spain that's like it's a been, Sagrada Familia. So that's been being built for yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah. And it's like, this is a little overkill. You know, like, did we go over budget here? This is crazy. I think that one's over budget. We've been building this church for hundreds of years. Right. And, you, yeah, if, if you've never seen it, you should Google, uh, you know, the cathedral in Spain. Again, say it again. Sagrada Familia. Sagrada Familia. And um, that is to glorify the Lord. And, you know, in our church, we—, we you know, our buildings, I would say our buildings are mostly functional. We've got church churches in uh, warehouse buildings, and we, we've built a couple. Shockby and Minatrista mm-hmm. are built from the ground up. But, um, we, you know, they're warehouse buildings that have been retrofitted to be church. And I think they're 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 clean and modern and, and enjoyable to be in. But it's not, like, crazy. So the, the way that we, we kind of mirror— Solomon's temple or mirror what's happening in Spain, you know, building uh, the Familia church. Um, The way we do that oftentimes in our style of church is through our worship and our songs and the way it sounds and our lighting and our production at conferences, at holidays. That's where we kind of pull out all the stops to say, we're going to give you our greatest art, Lord, to glorify you. Um, And I do understand that in the world we live in, it could be viewed as, if you don't understand the heart behind it, it could be viewed as, oh, we're just trying to be like the world or we're just trying to be like a show or just entertaining. No, this is creatives giving their giving their gift. You right. know, you're going to see brass players, string players. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes we have dancers. No, this, these are artists bringing their gift to glorify the Lord. Right. Well, you, you said sometimes you don't know the heart behind it. I think that's the key to it all, right? It's... What is the heart behind it? You, can, if your heart is to try and get glorified yourself, it's like okay, well then that isn't right. But if it if yep. it is to glorify the Lord through the gifts, it's and again I think that's it, it's the hardest thing to distinguish on our own. I think a big struggle for us as Christians is we're not the judge, yep, and we want to be the judge and. What the judge needs to know is the judge needs to have all the information. That's why God's the perfect judge, because he knows everything. Omniscient. Right? And so for us, we try to get as much information as we can, but we're never going to have all the information. And so we're not perfect judges. And so it's hard for us to say. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, in the name of like, oh, you you know, what, what is it Miley Cyrus or who is it that's like, only God can judge me, you know? It's like, yeah. well, right. True, only God can judge you, but you shouldn't be afraid of that because of maybe some of the things that you're doing. Um, so I think that it's a much higher bar, and we shouldn't worry too much about what the world thinks of us, but we should care what God thinks about us in that way. So Yeah, no doubt. Um, love it. I Just giving an update to the listeners that I'm now drinking eggnog. So, oh, yeah, you are. So yeah. I waited. I waited Until after Thanksgiving. through Thanksgiving, and man— it, it was worth the wait. Um, <laughs> Did you have it on Thanksgiving? I had it on Thanksgiving Day, yeah. So I, No, I think that's— <laughs> Did you set your calendar? That was, yeah. No, it, I, I was anticipating it. I was super excited, but— uh, did, your, did we do the poll on Instagram? Who, who likes I don't think on? we did. I, no, I think— I, Oh, we did? I thought it went out. Like, there was oh, a I question. missed, missed it. Um, and so if you're listening, you love eggnog, now's the time. Right now is the time, <laughs> and we are in the Christmas season. Break out the eggnog. What's, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Mm. I— 
the only really Christmas movie we watched growing up was Elf, and my mom just loved Elf so much that she would watch it every year. So we we really like I've never seen a Christmas story. Yeah, I've never seen what's the other big one the. Um, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. seen that one. Yeah, we're not advocating of some of these movies, but I, I, I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's not. That's. I think it's my wife's favorite. Is oh, is it Griswold's is? Christmas Vacation. Got it. Yeah. yeah, never. But I'm not saying it's full. I'm not saying we're not going to play it in kids' church. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know another way. It's fine. It's if you feel free to watch it. But um, my favorite is the Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yeah, that's a good one. And uh, number the first one. I, I think everything Tim Allen has been in is incredible. Is there three of those or four of those? There, there's three, and now there is a show they, that they've done 20 years later mm. that I think it's on Disney Plus or something like that uh, where they've got a couple seasons of what's called the Santa Clauses with the same characters. So, uh, But but uh, two and three and then the show are, are different than one. One is that's where the Christmas magic is. You know, it's like, mm. it's like he is Santa Claus. My kids ask me, is Santa Claus real? I mean, Saint Nick is real. And Tim right. Tim Allen's real, and so I <laughs> uh, love it. Well, I yeah, I wonder what your f- favorite Christmas movie is if you're if you're listening. Um, and he- here's some other things that are happening in the life of our church just this Christmas season. We've got Christmas Spectacular this weekend. We're launching into uh, the next four weekends is called Behold, and we are beholding and anticipating, really remembering the coming of Jesus. And as we remember Jesus's birth in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, we anticipate the return of Christ. And so it's this special uh, Christmas season uh, we call Advent um, and getting ready for our Christmas Eve services. We've got Christmas Eve Eve services on the 23rd. We've got Christmas Eve services on the 24th, and that'll be the same experience. And so if you're traveling on the 24th, um, make sure to get to a service on the 23rd. Uh, I think it's over 30 services that we've got across the house and just really excited to just celebrate this Christmas season. We also have empty chair services, and yep. we don't have to spend a lot of time here, but if you're somebody that maybe it's you or you know somebody that has lost a loved one in the last year or last few years that's still riding the waves of grief, the empty chair service is is a perfect environment to remember uh, your loved one that has passed and to kind of ride the waves of grief, but allow the church and allow the Lord to minister to your heart that um, if the holiday season is heavy for you because of who you're missing, come to the empty chair service, and it, it's really a great time. There's there's worship. There's a, a message on just how to honor your loved one that has passed and what we believe about eternity and how we grieve as believers. And then at the end of the service, there's an opportunity to light a candle in remembrance uh, and in honor of that loved one. And so the the reason it's called Empty Chair, uh, and Pastor Rob started this service at our church years ago when your grandfather passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a way to minister to the people that have, have lost. But the reason it's titled that is because at the holiday, uh, you know, at the Christmas Eve dinner table, uh, if that's what you're doing, you know, there is that, you know, the chair that they used to sit in, you know, they, you know, dad used to sit at the head of the table or mom used to sit right there. Grandpa, you know, he was always here and this is the first Christmas without him. And, and it just, it, 
it really is sitting down at the family table and realizing, man, we're, we're missing this person this mm-hmm. year. And that's heavy. Mm-hmm. And we, we want to minister to you and your heart and your loved ones. Um, at A bunch of our campuses are hosting the empty chair service. And so be on the lookout for that. That's a lot what's happening um, over the next few weeks at our church. Uh, ex- exciting stuff. Our lobbies are decorated. We're ready to roll. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Can you tell? Oh, I can tell. I can um, tell. But I would love to talk about this weekend's message. It's always a little bit awkward. Sometimes if I had preached the weekend, like, to, let's do a deeper dive and, and talk about what I talked about. Uh, but this week, the oh, how the tables have turned, uh, <laughs> that you preached broadcast, which yep. was awesome. How did you how did you choose your topic? I know that you shared it all staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Rob was like, hey, bring a teaching to all staff. But it was open-ended. Uh, um how like why why did you choose I, I want to talk about godly character well when cuz i shared in the message that we had a guest speaker when she lost her voice i found out monday afternoon that she wasn't going to be speaking at all staff anymore and so i was actually on a a flight with with my dad and he said why don't why don't you share something and i was i was saying maybe i share on like digital influence or talking about some of our new initiatives with online. And he actually brought it up. He said, why don't you talk about character? Mm. And so that's what prompted me to do that. And almost, I mean, within probably 30 minutes just on the plane, I just opened up my Bible, opened up my laptop, started just kind of researching, looking at notes I have. One of the things that's been really cool is since I've been pastoring, and, and you've probably seen this too, you now have a almost your own, not commentary, but just archive of all of the things. And so I honestly just like control find character, looking at all the different sermons or teachings or notes that I've taken or commentaries that I've read, um, university classes, things that came up. And so immediately when I did that, I said, how long do you want me to teach? He said, like 10 to 15 minutes. And I said, well, I got about 30 or 40 minutes of content already. So I'm going to have to condense it down. So that's what prompted the topic. And I've always loved the book of James. James is very, I mean, about humility, character, relationships. It's, you know, it's the one of the best books about that. So that's what prompted prompted me to do it. And then, you know, I shared it at all staff. And obviously I shared how my mom kind of nudged him. And then he talked to you. And because I think he had asked you that morning, like if you'd be willing to preach since since yep. uh, she wasn't able to. But you were like, I hadn't, I hadn't done any notes yet. So yeah, yeah, we, we were all uh, flying by the seat of our pants and right. uh, kind of f- uh, filling in for the guest speaker who couldn't couldn't make it. And so he asked me on Tuesday morning, "Hey, would you be able to preach this weekend?" As he was out of town, and then you shared that great staff message, you know, to our team, and was like, "I think the church could benefit from hearing mm-hmm. that." Uh, hey, talking about James, it is a great book. James is the little brother of Jesus. And you talked about being the little brother of Connor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Connor was the perfect child, if you will. Not perfect, but um, that's kind of how, how you described yeah. him. And James is the younger brother of Jesus. Right, right. And uh, what are your thoughts about, you know, do you think it's because he was the younger brother of Jesus and had all these questions, is my brother really the Messiah? And then and then just have to, he had to live out humility. right. Like my brother is the Christ, and I'm nothing compared to him. Right, and that's actually a right thing to say. It's a wrong thing for you to say that about Connor. Like I'm nothing compared to Connor. 
Uh, but it's a right thing for James to say that about his right. brother Christ. Maybe just talk about um, a little bit more uh, context around James, around why that book is powerful. Yeah, I mean, you 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 said it well. You know, there's most people, most scholars have have leaned towards that the book of James is written by you know Jesus' brother. There's three James that we see in Scripture: James, Jesus' brother; James, son of Zebedee; James, son of Alphaeus. And most people land that hey, it seems consistent that this would be James, the brother of Jesus, in his writing. He doesn't explicitly say that, um, although we know it's from James. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I think that you you see this theme throughout James, and and honestly, as I talked to to someone after service, um, Joe Anderson, he's preached before um, at River Valley. Many people know him. He he gave me just hey, here's some thoughts on the message. My dad wanted him to just help me out to as I grow as a communicator, and he said, I don't know if your message is actually about character as much as it's about friendship with God, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I think there's truth in both of those things. But the theme throughout James is becoming a friend of Christ, becoming a friend of God, not being a friend of the world. And James, whether it was Jesus' brother or not, it was a James who knew Jesus very well. I believe I I would align with the people that believe it was Jesus' brother. Right. right. And don't forget about Jude out here. <laughs> like we're we're like we're like James is the forgotten younger brother of yeah. Jesus. And then many people also believe that the the letter uh, called Jude in the Bible was written by another brother of right. Jesus, and they're half brothers. You know, they weren't they weren't conceived by the Holy Spirit as Joseph. But um, yeah, I, I just I think that you look at someone who knows Jesus as well as anybody else, and he says, "You want to have friend? You want to be friends with this person? You want to be friends with God? You don't want what the world has to offer to you? You don't want to use your tongue in a way that's going to provoke other people or or make them mad or you know be controversial." You don't want to be prideful. You don't want to be arrogant. And, you know, you think, I think of uh, like Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes. He's Who? just, he, I'm he's, just he's just like, a, he's kind of like known to, to be like riding the coattails of his brother a little bit and um, taking advantage of the fame and like using sure. it in ways that people, again, I don't know him, so I, I don't mean to be critical of him, but I would say the perception that, that the social media world has of Jackson Mahomes is like that he's trying to jump on his brother's fame and try to become famous himself. And you look at James and it's kind of the opposite. It's like he doesn't even try to take credit for it. Like, yeah, hey, look at me. Look at yeah, how great so I am. The whole point of it is, no, I realize that this person in Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah, is the son of the living God. And because of that, I want to give you the full like every bit of this book I want to be about how we can honor and serve the Lord better and not about me. Yep. And so I think if anyone could have done it in the New Testament, it would have been James. Yep. And he used his book, the the book that God inspired him to write, to write all about Jesus and how amazing he is and how we should serve him and humble ourselves before the Lord. And again, I think that's a message to anyone out there who— you know, maybe your job is to help prepare the way for somebody else. Maybe your job is to help exalt the younger people in your company versus the older one. Maybe your job is no longer about getting the credit, but to help other people. It's like being a coach versus being the person on the field. And some people who are listening, maybe you're, quote unquote, maybe not in in sports, you're the person on the field or yep. you're in the prime of your career. But always thinking about, and this is something that we do as a staff, always thinking about who are the people that are coming up behind us exactly. because eventually – 
you know, like in sports, you might get hurt or you might age out or whatever. But in ministry, you don't know where God's going to call you. Yep. This is his church anyway. So I just think it's a great example. And there's so many things in the in that short book that just jump off the page that we could talk about. But um, that has always spoken to me and why James has always been one of my favorite books. Yeah, I, th- I think a great principle in leadership is when you're given platform, figure out ways. Like, like good stewardship of the platform is oftentimes giving the platform to a person that's coming behind you or that you're raising up or, or whatever. And Jude uses his letter to really acknowledge that it's all about Jesus. It's not about me, um, which is amazing. I was going to ask you this question just and might be fun for people to hear. You're, you're Pastor Rob's son, which is unique, uh, Pastor Rob being our lead pastor, and then now you're preaching the weekend. Uh, what is your conversation like with him as you're prepping a message and as you preach it on Saturday? I'm assuming you guys uh, chatted Saturday night and then you're going to preach it again on Sunday morning at Apple Valley uh, and then also after the weekend. What does it look like, father, son, or coach, player? Um, what, what's the feedback you're receiving from him in to be able to communicate the best message possible to the church? Right. It's it's hard because, you know, with the sermon, you give everything and you know the Lord is speaking through you. So on some sense, people would say, how could you be critical of anything, right? Yeah. But then there's the other side of it to where we all bring our own humanness into it and we all bring our own communication style into it to where we can always grow and get better. Um, leading up to it, honestly, I was glad he was out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because, like, you know, he's he's he always wants us to be, like, better. And he's heard me preach before. So it's not like this was the first time he's no, heard no. me preach. Just first time doing it on broadcast. Um, but he was just very encouraging. And I mean, I reached out to him a couple of times with thoughts on, Hey, I'm trying to figure out how to end it. Um, this was a thought, you know, should I end with this first or this quote? He's like, I don't know. I think this, you know, that quote doesn't resonate with me, but maybe this would. So just processing some of the, some yep. of the things there. But since I had already communicated at, at all staff, he, he had seen it done there to where he knew, okay, I at least know the type, the content of that. So he wasn't asking me too many questions about it. And then, um, he w- watched online on the weekend and, you know, reached out and just said, Hey, great job. Proud of you. Um, he, he joked with me because I, I had said, uh, Potiphar wanted to sleep with Joseph, not Potiphar's wife. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Connor leaned over and he doubled down on that. Yeah. He was like, Whoa, yeah. didn't realize. Yeah, it changed the story quite a bit. Did not, <laughs> did not intend that. Uh, no, it was fast. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Most people didn't catch it, but it's, it's just fun. Those are past. That's pastor humor. That's it's like, just, it's just funny. The, I was sitting next to your brother and yeah. he's like, he was kind of. Right. Mocking the moment. Just like a slip of the tongue that um, I, I do know it was Potiphar's wife. But um, yeah, just and just said how proud he was of me. And and, and then afterwards, as I mentioned earlier, um, he actually asked Joe to kind of sit down with me and just share thoughts on how I could maybe communicate it better for the Sunday morning services, maybe things that I thought would resonate, things that didn't. It was funny. Um, the When I said in, in the Saturday night message, when I said, you know, don't murder. That's easy for most of us. I didn't expect that to be like that funny, but people really thought that was funny. Yeah. And then I started talking about Connor from that. Like I had a, I had a brother, you know, yeah, I and, thought and, about and Connor it. said, I kept saying I had a brother instead of I have a brother. And, and that whole thing about Connor, none of that was in my notes. I wasn't prepared to do any of that. I ended up sharing it again on Sunday, but you know, the other thing that was, was funny to me and maybe people caught this on video, but at the point of do, of when I read James 4, 8 about drawing near to God, I 
I kind of role played a scenario to yep. where like maybe you've been in a situation where, you know, put down your phone. What did I just say? Repeat back to me what I just said. Yeah. I didn't say that part of maybe you've been in a situation. I just jumped into that. So at least at the Apple Valley campus, I don't know if the other campuses did this. When I said, repeat back to me what I just said, I was meaning to be in like a fake conversation with somebody, but the whole room at Apple Valley repeated back, put down your phone. Oh yeah, and Ma- Maple Grove did as well. Did they? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and that was not my intent. And it worked out, like nobody yeah, yeah. thought anything of it. But my intent was actually not to ask the 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 room to repeat back. I was more pretending to be in a conversation. So I felt more, like you were really shaming the congregation yeah. there. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I, I, and I felt bad about that. So for those who are listening and maybe getting a laugh with me from that, my intent was to share like a fake conversation, not to call out the room, to not pay attention to what I was saying. But it, it worked both times. But on, on Sunday morning at Apple Valley, I preached it live twice. And I did clarify beforehand. I said, hey, maybe this is a conversation that you've been a part of. And and yeah, then yeah. nobody repeated me then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it was, uh, that, that so was just little things like that. But overall, I mean, he's he was excited for me and, and proud and and seeing the comments on social and, and YouTube and everything. It was just super kind, yeah, praise God. humbling. But but the other thing I've told people and and I remember him saying this years ago when 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 he had the chance to preach for the first time at his church. But just the way I've always responded is. I'm grateful for the opportunity because it's not my pulpit. Yep, it's his, and even though he's my dad, it doesn't mean he does. He does like I deserve it. And then the other side is he, he's got to preach this weekend. Yep, and like he's preaching, you know, yep. I, I think next weekend too or whatever. And it's like he he's yeah, always writing yep. another sermon too. And so for me, I get to kind of sit back and be just thankful and, and receive the feedback and everything this and week. He's got next week. He's got next week. He's yeah. got the week after that. You know, yep. and so. I'm grateful that I'm in a season of my life where I can preach a sermon and give it everything I have, but I don't necessarily have the pressure that maybe he does to every single week come up with one. And, you know, maybe someday I'll preach more, but for now I'm just going to try to be grateful for the opportunity and know that he's, he's done this way longer than I have. So it's exciting to see, but I don't, yeah, go ahead. We didn't get a chance to get too many questions today. I know we're coming up on the end of our time, but. So, so sorry to all those who asked. We'll make sure to get to them next time. You got a? Is there a quick one? Like a little quick hit? They're, they're pretty. They're pretty um, intense. Intense. But Somebody asked me this week at Maple Grove. Has anybody asked a question that you and Logan, like on the side, were like, "Whoa, we are not answering that on the podcast." I don't think. I, and I said no. I, I, don't, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I mean, there's been some significant questions. I'll, I'll ask this one. Skyler asked this last week. What does the Bible mean when it says baptism of fire? Kirk wants to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, it's. It's an amazing thing. Baptism of fire, I think, is also uh, just the symbolism of what happened in the upper room. There were tongues of fire that came down in the first um, outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all flesh. So that was prophesied that one day I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. As that happened in the upper room, it was the promise that Jesus made. It's better that I go back to the Father because who I'm sending, uh, who is the Holy Spirit. That that came out in the upper room with tongues of fire on, on their head, um, which was this symbol of the Holy Spirit. So when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that tongues of fire automatically come down. The way that I understand uh, with the Holy Spirit and with fire, fire really is 
what like what's the benefit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? A greater boldness, a greater passion, a greater assurance that in the moment I will be given the words. If I don't know what to say prior to when I'm in the moment full of the Holy Spirit, I'll be given the words to say and I'll have the courage to say it. And so uh, just quickly answering without getting into the all, all of the, the theological symbolism of fire throughout the Bible, which fire is significant throughout the entire Bible. Um uh, with, without getting into all that, I see it as there was a symbol of tongues of fire uh, over the people in the upper room at the day of Pentecost as the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh, flesh and what the Holy Spirit does as we are baptized in the Holy Spirit and filled and filled again is I've got this fire in my bones. Mm -hmm. It's a newfound passion. If you think about Peter, he was denying Christ in uh, uh, as Christ was crucified denies him three times, yet after being baptized in the Holy Spirit, he has this fire and this passion and this confidence to preach the gospel message on the day of Pentecost where 3,000 get saved um, and the church is birthed. And so that is being baptized with the Holy Spirit and with what the Holy Spirit gives, he gives fire. Right. Yeah. And, and John the Baptist, he said this in Matthew 3. He said, I'm I will baptize you with water, but there will be someone that comes after me that baptizes you in fire, fulfilling the prophecy that was said in Joel 2.28. After this, I'll pour out my spirit. All kinds of people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your elderly will have dreams. Your young men will see prophetic visions. This promise of the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus obviously coming, yep. being baptized by John the Baptist, preparing a way for the Lord to come, and then the Holy Spirit comes after that. So I just think even the timing of that and, and Jesus saying, which is crazy that this is even true, but it, it's it's Jesus' words. It is better for you that I go yep. for you to receive this gift. Yep. It's unbelievable that that could be true, but it's, it is. And we get to live in the promise of that gift. Yeah. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I love that there's that distinction is I've got the Holy Spirit and it means I have what the Holy Spirit gives in it, throughout the entire Bible. Every story with fire, which would be a great sermon series, by the way, just yeah. talking about stories that that have to do with fire. Um, it's it's power. Mm -hmm. So I've got the Holy Spirit in me, and I've got the power of the Holy Spirit. Great totally, question. Totally great question. We'll get to more next week. Want to get to some prayer requests? We have some good praises as well that I know we had this morning that we were reading over. Egan Campus, pray for our family. We are praying for a baby with you on that one, praying with you, praying for a friend who's searching for something in this new season and in her husband's life there, and empty nesters. It's an exciting season, obviously, but searching for something new. Praise report from Egan, asking for, I asked for prayers for swelling my legs. Praise God, they are healed. Yeah, awesome. Amen. Woodbury praying healing over a friend recently diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Another person's praying that uh, their friend, they walked away from the Lord. Someone else praying for supernatural provision over their family whose furnace went out and transmission went out on their car. Praying for that. I know my, my brother's furnace just went out and we just prayed for Testimony. him. Literally just prayed for him like 30 minutes before recording this. And then five minutes after he got the notification from his warranty company that they're going to cover it and it's replace covered. it, which is crazy. The Lord, he, he cares about even the smallest needs. And God multiplies miracles. So Come on. a lot of his miracles are multiple. 
multiplicative. <laughs> and so Connor just received a miracle for his furnace, and I'm believing that somebody else that had their furnace go out, that their warranty is going to cover it as well. Amen. Apple Valley, praying for a financial breakthrough. I'm struggling because of my history. Pray that God would open the right door. Amen. Praying for a man who came to church today for a reset in his life. Amazing. Yep. They came this weekend. My brother uh, made his first step to reach out at Thanksgiving this year. He'd been struggling with addiction. We've had many people in the church pray for him. Praise God that this is starting to be a breakthrough. Someone else praying for themselves. They're in recovery. Chaska, praying for nearness, unity in our marriage. Praying for older parents that are both sick at the moment, healing and strength for yeah. them. Praying for a woman who is bit by a dog and now needing surgery. Oh. Ministress the campus. Pray for our adopted daughter this holiday season. Let her have joy and heart as she navigates the feelings of loss and confusion. Pray for Mark's mom. She's been diagnosed with bone marrow cancer and starts treatment on Tuesday. And last one here from Fairbo. The sisterhood message this week and convicted me. I need prayers to help let my husband lead our home. Pray for this. Yeah. Um, awesome. God sees all those needs, and we're going to pray. Um, and just a reminder, you can fill out a prayer request on our app, the River Valley app. Every single day, you can go in there and, and fill out a prayer request or a praise report. You can also do it in our services via the, the prayer cards that are usually in the, the seat back pockets in front of you. So uh, we do pray over these needs every Tuesday as a staff, and we pray over them uh, during this podcast, which is awesome. Quick praise report. I was at Maple Grove, prayed over a guy named Ron, had pain in his leg. He's an athlete and and needs his legs to be able to perform. And just while we were praying, uh, the power of God came over his leg, uh, over his body, and he felt he felt like the pain completely went away wow. as we prayed. Um, and that God gets the credit for that. I mean, you can't you can't make it up. Like he just walked out of there pain-free. So Lord, we pray over each one of these needs right now. You see them, you know them, and you are more than able. You're more than able to meet these needs. I pray specifically over the couple that is trying to have a baby and uh, many other couples that are part of our church praying for the same thing. We just ask for uh, the miracle of fertility and the ability to have a baby and nobody can force it. And, uh, you know, there's all this, all, all this, uh, the advancement of science and medical and all that. But God, I just, I pray for a miracle from heaven um, that you would give these couples a baby, uh, which is a good desire. It's a godly desire. And God, you're more than able to do that. I just pray over all these other needs as well. Uh, we heard them as Pastor Logan read them out. And Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would hover over these needs, that you'd rest on these people. And in your presence is not only the fullness of joy, but in your presence, that's where miracles happen. One moment in your presence can change everything. And so we just pray over each one of these needs that as your presence is there, as it hovers, uh, as it lands on people, Lord, let there be a healing touch. Let there be uh, an emotional uh, strength. Let there be uh, the assurance mentally that, God, you're real, you're with them. And let there be an answer to these prayers. I pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Amen.
Hey, thanks for listening to the River Valley Podcast. It would help us out a ton if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and also share it with somebody. We hope that this isn't just for people in our church. We hope that this is people far beyond that, but we know that people in our church maybe don't even know about it yet. We're talking about it on weekends. We're sharing in announcements, but maybe you're a listener, but someone in your small group isn't or someone at your campus. So would you send it to them, share it with them so that they can receive this and then rate it wherever you listen so that more people people can find this podcast. If you have questions about faith, about church, about belief, about theology, about the Bible, please submit your questions. You can find us on Instagram at River Valley MN. You can also uh, email us, finding us on our website, rivervalley.org. Please, we want to hear your questions so that we can continue to answer those or at least respond to them here on the podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in church this weekend.